0: Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, thank you so much for listening today. I am looking forward to talking about a topic that has been really. On my mind a lot the last month in particular, and it is comparison. I'll get to that in a moment, but if you are new here, a big welcome. If you can subscribe, that would be great. You'll get my podcast downloaded to your phone each Wednesday automatically by subscribing. And if you aren't new and you keep coming back, I would love an iTunes review and rating. My goal is 500 for the year, and I am currently a a little over 160. So do me a favor and and leave a rating and review on iTunes that would be great, thank you. So, today I'm going to try something a little different, which I'm feeling a little nervous about, and that's I'm going to try to record an episode for you without editing it. Now, I usually edit every single podcast, some of them heavily edit, and others just very lightly. It usually depends on uh, me and the guest and just how things flow, but I just wanted to show you what it sounds like for it not to be edited. And that's going to include my loud um, noises in the background with my kids that might come in and out. It's a Saturday afternoon right now and might include my long pauses or when I stutter and mess up the words. I'm sure you've picked up I have a slight stutter. I don't know if I noticed that until I started recording the podcast, but it's definitely there. But I'm going to try this because it's a way for me to To experiment, and it's also a way for me to show you uh, kind of more what this really sounds like when I am getting my thoughts together. Now, I've actually already recorded this episode once, and I just I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't even really listen to it. I just thought, you know what? I I was too unsure of myself going into the episode. So I'm recording it again and I'm going to share it with you unedited. And I'm, and I'm just going to give it straight from my heart without worrying about the end product, which is what I am actually going to talk to you about today, this whole idea of comparison and how it can mess with your brain. So I've definitely been experiencing that. I've been experiencing a lot of self-doubt. Um, so let's let's dive in with that then. We're talking about comparison today. Now, I, I mentioned that self-doubt that I've been struggling with. I've been worried a lot about my capacity to keep this podcast up uh, with a young baby and other really young kids. My oldest is still six years old. It's, it's been a lot. Um, I have felt drained and tired and stressed out, um, but I've also just experienced a ton of self-doubt. I see my numbers as a way to reflect the value of the podcast. Now, that is wrong. I know it's wrong. I know it even when I check on them. Sometimes I wait a few days to check on the uh, the episodes numbers after it's been released, but it's it can get to me, you guys, and I know it shouldn't, but I've explained more about this in my state of the podcast address that I did a few months ago, but really briefly, uh, I was growing consistently after the episodes, or sorry, after the podcast first started airing, and that was exciting. And then uh, last summer, they took a little bit of a of a of a hit, just because it was summer, just like a small amount. And then suddenly, late summer, the podcast boomed, and I just got huge numbers that I was not expecting. And the reason why that happened is just because the episodes were shared more. Um, and I there was no rhyme or reason to it. They just were shared more, and so more people listened. And then for a few months, I mean, I was feeling like. This is happening. We are reaching our community. This podcast is relevant. It matters. It's making a difference. And I was overjoyed by that. And it made me feel strong and a good sense of conviction on what I was doing. So seeing then after that big um, rise in numbers, my numbers suddenly dropped. And they didn't drop below what they were before, luckily. But they've stayed there. They've stayed at that consistent plateau <laughs> and sometimes dipped lower. And, um, that's been difficult for me. I have found myself getting caught up in that and just feeling like what I do is not mattering to people anymore. Now, I know there's a lot of logical reasons to that. Uh, the, the app change on, on people's iPhones really did make a big difference that it's right when my podcast started falling in numbers. Um, you only see Like a few podcasts up on your homepage or the podcast app now, and you only see the ones that you recently listened to. So if you miss a week because it's not relevant to you, then my face, my podcast won't show up on that front page for you. And then they'll just stop downloading completely. What just happened to podcasts I've listened to. And I love like this American life. I didn't listen to for probably four months because it just wasn't on my homepage. And then I suddenly remembered, Hey, I haven't listened to this American life in a while. And I had to dig through and download, re-download the episodes. So anyway, that's a logical side to it. But I just um, also had a hard time seeing others on Instagram um, being really successful right off the bat. Now I don't know how much work they put into it. I have personally decided not to. So I don't even use hashtags anymore. I don't go through and follow a million people and then unfollow them. I've tried that a few times and. It was time-consuming, and I just don't like the feel of it at all. Um, So I I don't put in that work that I know other people are doing. But regardless, it's been hard for me to see people grow so quickly on um, Instagram and with their podcasts but have such a lack of substance to what they're doing. That's me getting pretty judgy and self-righteous, and I know that. What I feel that my purpose here is to raise people up, to encourage, to inspire. And there's a lot of depth to what I'm trying to produce here. Now, I know that people tend to go for the pretty and they tend to go for the surface level things or the entertainment. And so I, I have that part missing and I know that. But it also means um, less people flock to, to this depth. And it's frustrating for me because I, I wish it were the other way because I want us to all change. I want us to unify. I want us to help each other. I want us to grow. So all that kind of contributed to me just feeling done, stressed out about the podcast and everything I was doing. And I, I would talk to my husband about it a lot. He's always been really supportive of me. And uh, I just told him, you know, honey, I don't know if I will feel more depressed quitting everything or if I'll feel more depressed if I keep going. So it was quite the conundrum for me because it was taking up so much of my headspace, this self feeling defeated and the self-doubt and the worry and stress behind it. And just, it felt like a shadow around me. But (laughs) every time I actually got into the work of doing this podcast and Instagram, such as interviewing someone or editing a podcast, I felt like me again it didn't feel like a burden and I didn't feel drained. I felt energized. So it was kind of a confusing thing. And I realized, (laughs) duh, that's, this is the name of the podcast. So, or this episode, it's comparison. It was the comparison I was doing inside my mind That was draining me so much. It was the comparison that was building the self-doubt. It was this comparison which was making me feel stressed and not successful. It was the comparison that was making me feel like I wasn't measuring up. So one of my big vices and that I've learned a lot over over the years, and I hate admitting it about myself, but I like people to like me. I want that. I want people to acknowledge that I am worth it, that I'm worthwhile, um, by showing me that they value what I do. So when all the evidence around me that I took as evidence, like lower numbers, less engagement, very slow growth, I use that to act as evidence of what I was not, that I was not good enough. So that comparison was, has been eating me away the last few months. And I'm sure it is hard for us all, especially with social media. Now, let me see if my microphone is making a little buzzy noise. I don't know if you heard that. So the research actually shows that using social media directly correlates with higher rates of anxiety and depression. I'm going to say that again. Research shows that using social media directly correlates with higher rates of anxiety and depression. Now, I wasn't necessarily spending an extra time on social media at all. I do try to be really careful about how I use it, although that comes in waves. Some days I'm on it a lot, especially when I'm trying to do something more with money and get some things going, Um, or when I'm having a lot of engagement on a post that I want to continue, but it was still leading to more anxiousness and this depressed feeling. I was feeling, and I believe the root of why social media directly correlates with higher mental illness is comparison. Comparison is at the root of that because we see other people's best all day long. Their successes, their nice homes, their um, achievements with work, um, even them inspiring other people. So you're not human if you haven't experienced this comparison trap like I have fallen into. Now, last month, we talked about joy, and how joy is happiness cultivated every single day and that it is the higher, it's its what happiness leads to when joy, when, sorry, when gratitude is cultivated every single day as a form of spiritual practice. We all know this saying now that I'm going to share. Comparison is the thief of joy. So joy can happen regardless of your circumstances. But when you let your circumstances be the forefront of your mind, and you're comparing that to other circumstances, it will steal your joy. It will right out steal it. Here's why I think that is. This is how, this is the influence that comparison has on our lives. It makes us feel inferior to others, and that we don't matter as much as them, or they are not as, as successful or as, or as important. Another way that comparison steals our joy is it focuses us on what we lack. When we see what others have and what they contribute, we see instead, not their success, when we're comparing ourselves, we see what we don't have and what we don't contribute and what we are failing at. Another way that comparison is the thief of joy is it Leads us to some bad habits, like procrastinating because oh, so and so already does it better enough, better than I would. Um, we don't even try things. Another one is overspending. <laughs> Do you see yourself doing that? I I mean I love a cute outfit. I love seeing that other people. But when I see it and I'm looking at at it more of oh I don't have that that would make me feel better. I overspend. So coupled with that is this comparison creates a conviction inside ourselves that we will be happy when something else happens or when we get something or when we achieve something. It creates that feeling, that belief that we have within ourselves that happiness is only when something else happens or we do something. Those are the ways that comparison is a thief of joy. So I have to be on social media for my job, um, and that's this. This is my job. But I decided I don't have to play the comparison game. I can still spend some time on social media. I can still spend some time with friends or family or be in situations that would be hard for me where I normally would get caught up in comparison. But I don't have to play along. I don't have to play the comparison game. So I have some ways that I have learned and thought about and that I know from prior experience in my lives, my life about ways we can combat compare, comparing. One is to remove ourselves from the situation where you find yourself comparing yourself to others. Now, most of the time that's going to be mentally. So, whether this is with social media or whether it's within your friend circles, your church circles, your community, your neighborhoods, your families, most of the time you can't really run away from a lot of situations where you get caught in comparing yourself. So, it's more about learning the mental way of removing yourself, of removing yourself from the comparison trap. And I'm going to talk about that in a bit. Um, Coupled with that is to remove yourself physically. Maybe you can take a break from a situation, from from a friendship that is doing this to you, um, or from social media. Maybe you need a break and I want to explore that more with you later. Let's talk about how to remove yourself mentally though. This goes into first, first you need to explore the roots. All right. I'm going to fix this again. You guys, there we go. First, you need to explore the roots to this. Look inside your heart and think about what within me is making me feel that I need to compare myself to others. What else is within me that is contributing to this? I talked to you about how I'm a people pleaser. I like people to like me. That's one of my roots. Another that I hate to talk about, it's so true, is that not only do I like people to like me, I like people to look up to me. That has been something inside me for a long time since I was a little girl. So there are two of my roots. Here are some others you might relate to. A fear of failure and not measuring up. So the reason I compare myself is because I'm afraid that I'm a failure. And because I'm afraid of that, that's what I see all around me. Same with self-doubt. I don't believe in myself enough. So I constantly question my worth and my value because I'm seeing everyone else and how they are so worthwhile, so valuable. So once you have explored the roots and you're able to get to what is directly creating this need to compare or this draw to compare, you need to work on shifting your mind. So let's talk about how that is possible with mindset. You first work on identifying those roots in your thoughts, and then you work on shifting them. So let's first talk about identifying them. This is really difficult. Any problem I've had, whether it was my eating disorders, um, that I still have to work on every day and guess how I work on them. I work on my thoughts, whether it's been my eating disorders, whether it's been struggles with depression, anxiety, panic. Whether it's even been some ways I relate to people within my family or my friendships. I start with my brain. Even self-doubt, you have to go back to your brain. And I've known this from years of therapy, cognitive therapy. So what you do first is you try to pay attention to the feeling you have and then connect that to what thought you are having in your mind as you have that feeling. So let's say that I feel bad about myself. I'm looking at someone's um, account and I'm just feeling bad about myself. What I do is I then think about what thought was in my mind. So if I'm feeling bad about myself, I have a thought on my mind and I, and it usually has to do with my roots. I think my, my thought was I'm not good enough or I could never do that. That's a failure thing. Oh, they, people think I'm stupid. They don't want to hear from me anymore. So that's kind of what some of the thoughts I've had about this podcast. I think if there's a lower number, I feel bad about it, and my thought behind that is nobody likes this podcast anymore. This isn't relevant anymore. Now that's all you do. That's the first step that you're going to have to practice for a while, and it takes a lot of mental energy. But let me tell you something that's really exciting about it: the more you practice it, the more natural and ingrained it comes. It happens. Uh, it just comes up. So as you continue to work on it, and that's going to come in roller coasters, you're going to have waves of being really good at this and waves of forgetting and getting back into some bad thought patterns. And then you work, do the work again, but each time it gets easier. So you will be able to do it more naturally. And okay, so we talked about how to shift your mindset is one, you just identify the thoughts, you just see them, you label them, you name them, you say them out loud. You don't judge them. You don't shame yourself from them. So when I say to myself, nobody likes this podcast anymore, and I notice the thought that's making me feel bad, I, instead of being like, Monica, why are you so dumb? And thinking that nobody cares about what you do. Come on, you know better than that. That's not going to help. That's just more of uh, bad thoughts about myself. So it's not about shaming yourself or making yourself feel guilty about them. Just notice them. This is kind of a form, well, it is a form of mindfulness, Okay, so after some practice of identifying and watching your thoughts in your mind, it's almost like you put a screen up in your mind and watch the thoughts, you then work on shifting them. One way to shift, and this was big in the joy podcast, is practicing gratitude. So funnily enough, um, I wrote up these podcast notes that I was going to share with you and I saw on Insta stories with Meg Miles from MomStrong, Utah, and she talked about this exactly. So I'll share what she said. She said, whenever she is finding herself focusing on what she lacks and she gets, um, feels bad about maybe where she's at with her life because she's seeing how amazing other people are on social media, she stops herself immediately and she says five things she is grateful for out loud. And that turns things around for her. So not only is May good at paying attention to her feelings and then knowing what thought is related to it, she's good at shifting her thoughts. Gratitude is a joy maker. When you are feeling down, anxious, if you're feeling self-doubt or fearful, the way to counteract that is to focus on gratitude. And that's why creating a routine of gratitude is so important. So the way to shift our thoughts, we just covered practicing gratitude. The second is building an abundant mindset. Now, a lot of the problems I have in my life, I've been learning this from a coach that I recently signed on under Preston Pugmire. He was on the show. I don't know if you listened to that, but at the end I said, oh, Preston, I I need to work with you because you're amazing. Guess what? (laughs) I meant it. So I am now working with him and he's really incredible and he has helped me see within myself that a lot of my problems stem to a scarcity mindset. Now that means I am focusing a lot on what I lack. There's a lot of fear underlying how I view my world, whether it's from money and finances to my work that I'm trying to do here. There's a fear thinking it is not enough that, that we never have enough. It's a scarcity mindset. So a way to shift your mind and your thoughts with, when when it has to do with comparison is to focus on building an abundant mindset instead. For me, this means I have been practicing saying a word to myself. When any kind of difficult feeling comes up, I know right now it can be related to scarcity of not feeling like something's enough. So my word is enough. Now I'm not saying it as enough, Monica Stop it. Like, not like that. I'm saying enough. Like, I have enough. So when I see someone um, have like a very cute outfit and I say to myself, I have enough. Like, I have enough really cute outfits. When I am worrying over the numbers, instead of worrying about how I lack certain numbers, I instead think I have enough. I have enough listeners I have enough people who want to be a part of this community and my work is enough for them. Like this is different, right? So let me share um, an example of one way I've done that. And you know, that, that is so, this abundant mindset is so hand in hand with creating gratitude because instead of just judging someone and judgment is another form of comparison, by the way, if you look at someone and you're thinking, oh my goodness, how could they possibly need that? Maybe um for example someone that I love to follow, she is moving from a one beautiful home to another really gorgeous home. And so my comparison thoughts can either tell myself tear myself down or they can be tearing her down. They can be thinking in my mind, why does she need that? Whoa, that is so ridiculous. That's so much money. You know, I'm just judging her as a way to protect the feelings that I'm having because I'm comparing myself to her. So instead of acknowledging that it's making me feel uh, that I lack, that I don't have enough, I'm instead in my mind attacking what I see as flaws when I really don't know these pe- this person. So a way that I've been doing that is when I see someone like that who is having some awesome success in their life, instead of judging them or feeling bad about myself, I say enough. Like what they have is enough, what I have is enough, I have more than enough and that helps too. Okay, another way to shift your mindset is if you know you are going to get into a situation that has some tricky emotions for you or that are hard to navigate, such as a conversation that you need to have with a spouse or a situation that keeps coming up with a child in your life, um... Or something that you have to do, some stressful situations at work or otherwise, you, you can visualize ahead of time you being successful in that moment and what that feels like and looks like for you. For me, I've been trying to do that with the show. So as I share, this is my second time recording this episode. I'm re-recording it because of this viz- visualization thing. Last time, I was still feeling uh, full of self-doubt. So when I was recording, I constantly was messing up. I was pausing a long time. I couldn't gather my thoughts clearly. Um, I knew it was going to be a hard one to edit. And I was thinking behind that. So I was having all these, this trouble and I was feeling inside me worried and anxious about it. And my thought behind it was this whole thing of nobody cares what you have to say. That's the thought. People don't want to listen to this, Monica things like that. And because I was focusing on that, even though it was subconsciously, I didn't do as good of a job of it. So instead going into this one, I tried to imagine myself sitting down with confidence, reading my thoughts and expounding on them and feeling good and feeling strong and my voice being strong and my convictions being clear and helpful. And I've imagined you listening and learning together with me supporting me, cheering me on. And I have felt completely different recording this one than last one. It's not like it was like a magic, you know, thing that I'm suddenly an amazing podcaster. Maybe you want to have even heard the difference, but I feel the difference. Oh, you've heard me harp on swimming a ton. And I'm sorry for that. But um, I shared on Instagram a a few weeks ago that I've been trying to get back into swimming. I took a few months off due to late pregnancy. My my heavy belly was making my back arch too much while I swam and it was hurting. So I had to start swimming my last month. And then, you know, postpartum life, I couldn't find a time to swim after that. But I've been getting back into it. I've only swam three times the last month. But the night before I know I'm going to, as I'm rocking my baby, I think about the next day me swimming. And I visualize myself walking confidently out to the swimming pool in my swimsuit, which by the way is a total grandma swimsuit. And I'm so glad I got it because it's the only thing that gets me out there sometimes. And I am picture myself being, I picture myself being strong and jumping in that cold water and not, and, and feeling secure and powerful and then I imagine myself going through the strokes and feeling like I can breathe and that it's easy and that I can that I can swim so easily for me that I am enough for it. And I did that just yesterday and it was great. I mean I still had those moments where I was like I I really struggle with breathing when I'm swimming and I panic and I think that I'm drowning. Like it's a real fear, okay. Um But this time, I tried to switch the mindset quickly and think about some words and to visualize myself being strong while I'm even doing it. So perhaps you can't do it ahead of time, but you can still do it even in the moment. My last tip on how to shift your mindset is by taking some time to be quiet, to put everything aside each day. That means putting away your phone, your book, the TV, things that we use to fill our time and numb ourselves from the bad emotions take even two minutes to just be quiet. I try to do that before my kids get up um, which has been really difficult with the baby but I'm I'm slowly getting back into this routine and it helps immensely but if not when I do it at night even when whether it's in the middle of the night or when I'm trying to put the baby to bed and I'm nursing him, I just sit and I get quiet and I try to do this most of the time I nurse it's not always possible. Sometimes I'm literally changing diapers while I'm nursing the baby. Like I'm changing the two-year-old's diaper. Um, but when I get, have the opportunity, I try to be quiet and I'm trying to get into my head and I think about things that need to be thought about and in a different way, a way that's more, that has a foundation of trust in myself and that I'm enough. That's that word again. Taking time to be quiet helps so much. It helps calm your mind. It helps you teach your mind how to calm down when you are having those rapid thoughts instead, like I do. Related to all of this, and you know, I hope that was helpful. I I hope you can see some real ways that this will help your life. But related to all of this, last year, around this time, I aired my technology podcast, How to Use It, Not Abuse It. I think that podcast alone was really life-changing for me, for the things that we discussed with some of my guests on that, sh- on that episode, and as well as some practices I put into place. Can I ask you to please re-listen to that episode? I will link to it on my show notes and think about perhaps how social media might be influencing your bad feelings due to comparison and what you can actually do about it. So let's talk about taking a physical break from something like I mentioned, um, removing yourself physically from something that is leading to comparison. And you can do that so easily with your phone, although it actually isn't that easily because you have some really ingrained habits like, like me. I do too. And it's still something I fight every day to make sure that I have some strong limits in place. So for you, maybe you do need to take a fast from social media. A fast can be one day It doesn't have to be a month, but I did consider doing a month fast for myself. But I am putting in in place a couple strong guidelines to how I'm using social media um, that are that help me regulate how much time I'm spending on it and therefore how I'm engaging in it and how it affects me. So for the rest of May, this these are my personal guidelines. Create your own. For the rest of May, I am committed to not being on social media or email when my kids are around. And, and that's okay. Like sometimes if I need to sneak into the bathroom to check my email or, or if I give them an activity and then I go do some work, that's different. If I need to go do that, that's okay. It doesn't mean that that's outlawed the whole day. It just means when my kids are around, my phone is set in my place that I talked about in the technology podcast, having a place for your phone to be. It's home. That's not your pocket in your house. So that's what I'm committed to doing. And then I'm also going to add something that is really necessary for me. And that's to put my phone away at nine o'clock. Now I've slept with the phone outside of my room for well over a year. And that has helped me immensely. But sometimes I get on this will in my mind, this hamster will at night, and my, my thoughts are going, 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 going. And most of the time, that's because I'm still fiddling on my phone in the bathroom or out in the family room. Um, that's when I'm getting ideas, I'm writing posts for the next day, but then you suddenly get caught in looking at other people and comparing yourself and all that. So those are my guidelines. I am not going to be on my phone around my kids and I'm going to put it down at 9 p.m. no matter what I have to do the next day. An email can wait till the next morning. That's all on that technology podcast. Now here's a third guideline that I'm going to urge for me and for you regardless of what uh, parameters you put in place for your use of social media for the rest of May is when you are on social media, engage in a way that you are thinking abundantly, that you are happy for other people, that you are enough. What you have is enough. Now i talked about this in technology podcast too, just how important it is to make sure who you are following and engaging with every day on social media are people who are contributing to your lives. That is important. But a second key to that is no matter who you follow, if you are looking at them from a mindset of that you don't have enough and aren't enough and that you are out of fear and self-doubt, you won't like anyone you follow. So let's try to be happy for people and let's try to be happy for ourselves. Now, that's all I have to share with you today. I don't know what that was like for you to hear how a podcast can sound when I haven't edited it it at all, but there you go, you guys. Now, let me tell you what's coming. I would like to get to a hundred episodes And then we are going to take a month or two off. And during that time, I'm going to rebroadcast some of my most favorite, most listened to, and most overlooked episodes for you that have happened from the prior 100. And then we're going to launch again. I already have some amazing guests that I am excited to interview. And can I tell you something since I've tried to shift my comparison mindset? My energy, my excitement, my enthusiasm for this podcast has increased tenfold, as has my abilities to do it. (laughs) It's so nuts. I'm suddenly getting a lot of ideas. I'm suddenly getting a lot of people I want to talk to and um, ways I want to switch this around. Now, I'm taking that month or two off to prepare all those and to get ahead I'm also taking the time off to finish up some loose ends from for some exciting things I have coming your way. One is an ebook on how to podcast. I have been writing it for over a year and it's been hard to do because it's been on the back burner, so I'm taking the time off so I can finish that. Another is some worksheets for you. I want to help you work through the issues that I have myself. So I'm going to create some free Worksheets for you and some free um, mini courses as well. Then, after that, I am going to plan on starting to do, I'm going to be really transparent with you. I want to start doing some webinars. Okay, that's kind of hard for me to say. You're like, on what, Monica? Well, on this stuff. Okay, and I want to start doing workshops. Now, I have some people I want to do them with, I need to talk to them about it, but. I want to talk to people like me who are in the throes of being stuck by perfectionism. I have grown a lot. I know I have a lot I can say. I have a lot of I can teach about this and I am confident about that because I've done a lot of hard work in that regard. And I was actually a middle teacher, middle school teacher before this. So I know how to teach. I'm a good teacher. I can say that with confidence too. So I am hoping to launch Workshops, live workshops in the fall as well as webinars that are similar to the workshops but smaller in scope as well as um, smaller in price and stuff like that. So that's what I am coming up to and as well as some other secret projects. So that's a lot, right? And that's why I think a lot of it I've been feeling so overwhelmed. I'm comparing other people being so successful and doing all the things while I'm feeling like I'm still trying to focus on having a newborn and a family and how does my passions and my hobbies square up with that. Well, it just kind of hasn't. And I've had to let that go. But now in the summer, if I can take a month or two off in the podcast, I feel like I will now have the time to move towards these other things that I've been wanting to do so desperately. So I hope you'll stick with me, friends. I hope you'll join me in the various things I'm trying to contribute for you. And I'm actually going to try to make a lot of things free um, because I know what it's like to have the money tight and just not sure where you can spend it. And again, that has to do with my scarcity mindset that I've been working on, but I know that is a real need for us. So if you can do me the biggest favor, like I told you, the, the more you share these podcast episodes, the more listens we get and the better chance we have to continue to grow as a podcast in the community. And one of those things I'm moving towards, I, I would love this podcast to support itself. And I guess I am talking financially. And my goal from the from day one has been to uh, eventually contribute to my family financially via this podcast and the things that spring from it. That has been my goal. And I don't think that's wrong of me to have that goal because I know that I can contribute to the world and that it's not bad for me to, to want to have some monetary <laughs> substance to show for that. Um I love spending my time here. I've done it all out of my own pocket for almost 2 years and it's been worth it and it's still worth it. But I I want to move towards that. That is what my goal has been from day 1. So I've now been rambling for a while, so if you can please share the podcast, take a screenshot Email it to a friend, text them, or share it on social media. And remember, you can always find me on Instagram and Facebook at About Progress. I love interacting with you there. And that's another thing I'm trying to build up is that Facebook group and get more involved in the, on there. So I I know this is weird, but I love you guys. I'm so grateful you keep coming back. I'm so grateful for this podcast and how it's changed my life. I can't imagine not doing it. And it actually has felt so good knowing that I'm going to keep it up. So next Wednesday... I have a great interview for you with Debbie Mays of the Mays team. She and her husband used to live in a 5,000 square foot home and they moved, I think about two years ago, to a bus that they had renovated as a small home. And she, she's really clear in in teaching us, it's not about the bus, it's not about the size of home they moved into, but what it is, is the soul work that they had to do and what changes they wanted to make as a family to be better connected to each other. And their whole lives have changed because of the soul work they have done. So she's here to share about that. She was a fantastic interview. So come back next Wednesday for that. And until then, take care of yourself.